What's going on, podheads, and welcome to the freshest episode of Two Homies Chatting. On this episode, me and Ken discuss who's your preferred airline? Tony Finale gets his first win. Did you know that there's professional darts? And would you buy a bloody skateboard? So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Two homies chat. Just two homies chat. The podcast THC. Two homies chat. Can you let me ask you something? Just two homies well, chat. I'm ready yet. I just wanted to get this going. I needed one more little mount check. Goldfish. Yeah, get that goldfish. Get that goldfish. I can't just have fish. one goldfish, you know? It's got to be like a school of goldfish coming in my mouth. Like, wow. Yeah, t- definitely. School of I think Is that where that term even? I think that's where that comes from, actually. Hmm. Comes from the Goldfish Corporation they, as part of a campaign they ran. Pretty sure. I don't think that's accurate. Pretty sure it's accurate. Do you got a spinning chair now? You're so wireless with the spinning chair. I got a spinning chair now. A table for my keyboard. I need wireless headphones so I can spinning chair because now I'm like, what? <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's I like it. I was worried if there'd be like a lag, right? While recording and stuff. I was worried about the lag. But there's none. You feel, it feels the same. Like it feels like when I communicate, you hear it immediately. Yeah, there's like, there's not a difference. It's I'm not. You're not like in kung fu movie mode. Mm, Where my mouth is moving. Yeah, you know, and only a a few words are coming out. Yeah, classic kung fu movies. You know, Enter the Dragon and stuff like that. Yeah, older than that. Did I? I'm a kung fu movie guy. Like we should. We, I don't want to go too deep here now because we're just getting started on episode 32, the Jim Brown episode, who was in a kung fu movie, by the way. Um, Ooh! But for another episode, I want to. I want to do kung fu. I want. I want to highlight some kung fu movies that I really enjoy and give our listeners who might be kung fu curious kung some direction. In furious, it, it, kung fu curious. That's actually, I like that. I should that 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 might work actually. Um, and I want to give them some direction, some things to taste that they might like because there's when you get when you start looking past Bruce Lee, like there's Bruce Lee movies, and every single one of them is really really good. Hot like fire. they're all really great. Like, but when you get past that, there's a lot. Like that's they've been making oh, kung yeah. fu movies in China for. 50 years so there's a lot and there's some ones that are 40 years old that are still top shelf and and i'll sub this and we'll talk more about this when we get to kung fu episode on grant hill 33 um (laughs) grant hill (laughs) the the rizza does in 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 cooperation with somebody does a live stream of a kung fu movie where he talks and stuff and there's like hang out and chat about it and stuff there's like a live chat i think and he like talks like a a show i've never watched it 
Um, but I signed up for one once, but I, I missed it. I think there was a football game on or something, and I just forgot. Oh, yeah. I can understand. So, Distractions. Plug that, and by the time we get to talking about it, I'll have more experience. So anyways, welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. Episode 32. Jim Brown. Two, two of me chatting. What's up, Ken? What up, Trace? This is pretty. That was pretty. I mean, yeah, we flew that one. Just... That was great. It was smooth landing. That was that was not an American Airlines landing. No, do you have a speaking of, you know, just real quick, you know, quick pivot. Just small, short pivot. Preferred airline? Do you do you have a preferred airline? Uh living in Salt Lake, it's Delta, just because it's the hub and it goes everywhere like in one what do they call it without any layovers like right a direct direct flight right right so yeah um delta but they all suck i don't like to fly (laughs) yeah i'd rather drive apparently they make the seats bigger now but ain't no plane i've been on recently have the bigger seats so i don't know who's flying those or where they are but they should notate that when you're choosing your flight if this plane has bigger seats i might Take the 6 a.m. flight versus the 8 a.m. flight or whatever. Just saying. I, f- I feel like you know how. Because the seats is too small. 100%. They're the too whole damn plane is too small. It's too small. It's all right. too small for me. They literally call them Airbuses. It's like the Airbus 729 or whatever. Like, it's, it's bullshit. This is a, don't call it something else. It's not Airbus. <laughs> and like, Air, your Airbus, only... like, it's not a good thing. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's terrifying. It's what it is. There's no, there's no doubt, but yeah, like it's like a yeah. I get it. buses don't crash all the time, you know, but they occasionally do, you know. I, I'm with you. And the other thing too, you know, just to kind of piggyback on your point of of how tiny everything is. Um, yeah. Your only option when you're long legged can't just be the emergency exit. Like I want, I don't want that fucking responsibility. Okay, just in case in the one time that I'm on the flight, that's like, oh, had the Hudson. Now we got to land in the fucking Hudson, whatever that pilot's name was that Tom Hanks played. Sully, uh, Sullivan, Sully, Captain Sully. Sullivan. Sully's coming in. You know, I don't want to have the responsibility that like you got to have more long legged rows like you. You've created compact car parking spaces now and parking lots. You damn sure better give me some extended leg relief. Like you can only be this tall to sit in this section. I don't want no, you know. I'm just saying that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's uh, that's. I agree. There should be taller seats, and there there are actually. You can get a little bit more leg room for one hundred and seventy five dollars. You can that's be ridiculous comfortable for 175 uh i don't i don't i haven't checked those rates recently but i know it was too much for me when i looked into it and i sat uncomfortably in a seat for two hours and it was, it was not a, a great time it was not don't like to fly 175 for the upgrade and yeah i mean we could probably fact check that really quick i mean like uh we're talking like there's there's delta comfort plus that's that's the upgrade how much is so like if i wanted to like look that up i would probably just pull up my google app 
<clears throat> how much is the Delta Comfort upgrade? How much is the Delta Plus Comfort upgrade? Did you just speak into your phone? Yeah. Yes. You, you got Siri. No, it's just Google. It's just I don't. What does Google call their their person? I don't think they have one. Is Gary? Gary. Jerry. Oh, of course, they don't put pricing on here. That's smart. Yeah, it's I'm probably, sure. It's probably less sometimes and more others. Yeah, it's a lot. Anyways, it was a lot. Demand. It was like a lot of miles or money to be comfortable. Um, well, I'm gonna upgrade my Thirstkin for one dollar and seventy five cents a can. <laughs> proud, I'm proud of you for making that segue. I was, I was, I was kind of looking for a place to drop in and move that move that direction. And I didn't have it, and you had it. I'm, I'm proud of you there. <laughs> what do you got? What are you drinking? I'm drinking straight out of Big Sky Brewing. Shout out to Big Sky Brewing, bro. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna tell you this. I drank a lot of that up there. Okay, it's Montana, USA. Okay, and I grabbed. I know you're a big fan of, you know, Arctic Circle Huckleberry ice cream. I got a Huckleberry. Blondell. That sounds delicious. I got the huck it. When I grab it and pop it open, damn, I love to say fuck it. And we're going to drink Ooh, this bad boy. You spend oh. one week in Montana and you come back a hillbilly. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Big city, oh. turn me loose and set me free. That looks delicious. It's dark. It's got a little bit of the purple tone. From the huckleberry, and I like the huckleberry because it's a softer of the berries. The sweetness, that's one of the reasons I like the ice cream is it's more, it's not so berry sweet as it is more like berry chocolate sweet or like a custard yeah. sweet. It's like a mellow sweet on the spectrum. And it's one thing I like about the Johnny Fruta. Ooh. Beer from Moab. It's delicious. It's in it's in regular stock, and I'm having it tonight. That's awesome. Congrats, Moab, for making the making the show multiple times. That's good. Yeah, man. We uh we dove into the big sky. I will say this though, Ken. The huckleberry is a mysterious fruit. Okay. It doesn't bloom and grow everywhere. Apparently, they're like really hard to pick. And People get at them early, so then they're, like, super scarce. So, like, you know, you go to these huckleberry stands up there. You know, you're just trying to trying to, just trying to, to just see what it's all about. You know? What's this What's this huckleberry world about? What's What's all this huckleberries? You know, they got bears and huckleberry everywhere. The upsell. The massive upsell on the huckleberry. It's, you got to learn. You got to figure it out. You just want to know. But I haven't seen one. I've yet to see a physical huckleberry in my presence, tangibly. Uh, in England, they call them the hurdleberry. Hurdleberry in England. Or wordle. 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 Wordleberry. 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 See, the huckleberry is a North American variation of the English dialectal name variously called hurdleberry or wordleberry for the bilberry. The bilberry. The Bilberry Baggins. Um, they are, uh, they're like a red, uh, they're like a blueberry. How about that? What do you know about that? Huckleberries. Yeah. 
Yeah. Means- elusive. The elusive Huckleberry. Bro. I'll tell you what, your company up there from, from the PNW, Tillamook, they make the Huckleberry ice cream. And that, yes, like the Moab Johnny Fruta, is in regular stock. It's on my lists. When, when we run out, it goes on the whiteboard. That's a good thing to have, dude. I think it's Mountain Huckleberry. Get it at your local Smiths. Don't don't get don't be scared and and you know dive in if you see that Marion Bear cheesecake out there. Mm. That's a good that's a good round of ice cream. Yeah, and the oh, Oregon no. black cherry. Yeah, they don't they so like in the Oregon strawberry is the thing out here too, right? Like yeah. we have like the Marion Berry, right? But the Marian. Oregon strawberry is like its own thing and they're like a little sweeter you can buy them this little lady down the block kid you not bro little lady down the street she's got like a little flower stand and berries you can go get like some fresh grown strawberries and shit out of her front yard you just go up you either pay it in cash or venmo the account right there and you just take it nobody even nobody's even there hmm. they just just a stand lady nobody's even serving it self-serving hmm. trust that's very cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, that one's sitting in your tank for a while, bro. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, as you were in Montana for a week. You went to Glacier and National Park. Awesome. Did a little bit of river rafting. I saw the photos mm-hmm. on the IG um, yeah, I think yeah. is where I saw them. I think yeah, I think um, Pearson threw some. Pearson did a lot of. He did a good job. Up. Shout out to the homie Pearson. I appreciate Shout out you to Pearson giving us a look into that. My that phone was dead several man. days. That is beautiful, man. You showed me the picture of Doug's dog and the river that he was standing by. Man, that's great. I I half expected like Brad Pitt to be fly fishing on the other side. Bro, I think that's where that's filmed, right? It is, yes. It's yeah. where it's filmed and where it actually actually let's run that back a little bit. The movie takes place in Montana. The hmm. majority of the fishing scenes were filmed on the Provo River in Utah. Yeah, Provo's got that. People like filming in Utah. Doesn't make sense either, because I mean like Montana is gorgeous. Like the whole whole I can't speak for eastern Montana, and I'm not trying to offend any listener that lives in eastern Montana. I just can't defend you you know but i have now explored the western side of montana and it's damn near gorgeous yes some of the prettiest country of them all you know but like you know like the united states has like different aesthetics depending on where you're at like it's very versatile yeah like all all the different stuff you go to southern utah and then you get like this red rock and it's amazing to look at and then you go to, like, you know, where I live now, or even, you know, you even, like, look at, like, California's kind of a cool state because it does it like that, where that red rock happens a little bit, and you go down, and it's, like, desert, and the more you explore, yep. it just becomes, like, a forest, you know? The yep. more you get it up north, it mountains get bigger and everything, yep. so it's just surprisingly bigger too when you drive up that coast it's cool yeah it's a long that's a big ass state that's like drive that's like driving through texas if anybody's ever done that you know it's like 
You spend like three days traveling through Texas. It's too long. It's, it's too it's, long, and it's all the same. Yeah, Texas you, is Texas. Bucky's on the side of the highway. It's it's and it's not the same. Like, listen, people in Texas, don't come at me hard on on the Twitter box or whatever. I'm not. No offense, Kyle G. I know you repping that mm. Dallas life. He's a, he's on that like, Luka Doncic. Uh, I, and, and I'm down. I'm, I'm all about it. But let, let's be real. Eastern Texas looks the same as Western Texas. And the same as North Texas, as well as South Texas. And, and you Central can even Texas. just say Mexico, if you want. And by the way, we <laughs> And New it. Mexico. And yeah, Arizona. Same. Much of Arizona. There's a couple of pieces of Arizona. You were like, ah, oh, like, is that some stuff growing? Look at that. Yeah, like Flagstaff or something. Like Flagstaff's a cool town. No. This is geography with two homies chatting. <laughs> There's some you cool know, aesthetics in the in the United um, States, though. It's cool. See, uh, Montana is 147,040 square miles big. That's way so much big. Bro. Yeah, its lowest point is 1,800 feet, the Kootenai River. Its highest point is Granite Peak at 12,799 feet. That's big. That's, so, that's big. And this has been State the Facts with Two Line Ken. Oh, I like that. State. That's like a. State facts, play on yeah. words because we're yeah. the only we only know the United States, you know. Yeah, so there you go. Hold on, I'm just I was wondering which one did you say? Oh, uh, I guess that does count, huh? Alaska's just got some peaks, huh? Man, they say Denali is like 14,000, 20,000 feet high, yeah. Oh yeah. crap! It's tall, dude. Holy crap, man! Man, Colorado has some of the highest peaks in the world. I'm mean, not the world. Sorry, the United States. Sorry. Uh, uh, like our top ten are in Alaska. Okay, top ten peaks in the U.S. are in Alaska. Okay. And then number 11 is in California at 14,005. Then you go Alaska. Then it's like a bunch of Colorado. You get Mount Rainier in Washington and then a little Colorado or California. And then it's like Colorado just takes a bunch. Utah doesn't even come in till neither does Montana. Man. Oh, Montana. Granite Peak, right? Granite 12, Peak. Yeah, is Granite which, Peak, 12,799 feet. That's ranked 117th in the country. That's not even that tall. No. Yeah. Well. What's the tallest one in our country? Number one. Tallest peak. Denali, Mount McKinley in Alaska. 20,000 feet. 20,310 feet. So tall. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. But the Mount Saint. Ev- 
Elias, <sighs> the St. Elias Mountains that that base like the Alaska and like the Yukon. It's like in like British Columbia, it looks like that's like got to be the largest mountain range in the United States because it's every peak is like 14,000 feet. It's crazy. That's Denali crazy. looks so big. Like I thought all the I thought every like there were so many large peaks in in Glacier that I was like, man, these look way bigger than Utah. They just looked way big. And, and they like weren't vertic- vertical feet probably. They might be like yeah. sh- like tall, like 2000 foot cliffs and things like that, right? Yeah, like it was just like it was just really cool place. Saw saw grizzly bear, saw black bear. What's up? Shout out to the bears. Speaking of very cool, to Kenny's point. But it wasn't as cool. You know, I will say this, Ken. One thing, I had an amazing time. Amazing time. But I was bummed because when I came back, I found out that an avid homie that we advocate on this show, a guy that we love and enjoy out of Utah, you know, we root for him. We picked him a bunch. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. What does he got? Like second most top 10 finishes in PGA history, right? Overcoming obstacles. Our man, Tony Finau. Finau. Gets his W. And I missed it, bro. I missed it. It was great. It was really good to see him win. Um Finale, lines <laughs> around here. No, it was cool. Tony won it, and it boosted him in the FedEx Cup. And now he's teeing off second at eight under par already on Thursday this week in the FedEx Cup playoff. That's Wait, exciting! So he, does he start at eight under? Yes, because of his position in the FedEx. He's ranked Ooh, second that's because cool. of that win. He was already in the top 10, I think. And oh. that win bumped him way up, so far up that even taking like tied for 42nd in the semi uh, round didn't hurt him that bad. And he's, yes, he's starting off second. But yeah, that's cool. the hometown homie, Tony Finau, finally got the win. Now everybody could shut up, right? Because everybody was talking all the time about all them top 10 finishes without no wins. Bro, it takes a while. Do you think it happens like it happened for others like Phil and Tiger where he finally broke through and now he's going to probably put a couple more majors in his his pocket? Yeah, like once, once, I think some, you know, it's like, you know, you got to learn how to close it out, right? Right. And so once you know how to close it, I think all the great golfers, like Tiger's an anomaly, I feel like, because I feel like Tiger came out and always dominated at the younger level. And so, but like Phil was really good at like young kid, like, but the, and he would win tournaments, but he couldn't win like that major, right? That's kind of what his lingering yeah, issue was. He couldn't, was, like, he couldn't it, win the major. Like yeah. And so like, I think couldn't it's, win, I, guess at all. I think it's good that once he, once he, like now that he's won, knows, he knows how to, play all four days fully and win. And I think he'll win more frequently. I think it will happen more often. 
Because, I mean, like, yep. even the other day, right? Didn't he shoot, like, a 62 on his last round? He shot, like, Final nine day, straight he shot the birdies lowest. or Yeah, some he shot the lowest crazy score of the number. day. Yeah, lowest score of the day. I think he shot a 63. And uh, it just wasn't enough to cover that third day, man. Yeah. No. No, I'm stoked for him, though. You know, as, as, as a podcast that likes to highlight homies, you know, and – if you know, if you listen to this podcast and you probably played a sport, you know what happens. You know how hard it is to reach the top and win a tournament or win, uh, you know, one ma- one game. They say winning one game in the NFL is as hard as possible. That's why, like, NFL and college football, it's like every game matters because if you lose one game, your opportunity immediately becomes significantly harder. Good for Tony. Yeah, we're we're pumped What's on up, it, Cat. Yeah, I was like, I was like, we got. I finally got like you know reception and normal life, and I was like, oh, Tony Finau won. Yeah, oh, I missed him. No, that's uh, all right. You got that on replay now. I know. You can go and go watch back. every swing and and watch it. You could study if you want. Just don't call me Brooksy. You know. P- yeah. How about that? They're going to throw you out now if you yell Brooksy from the crowd and they catch you. They're so soft. Yeah, that's the take. That's the take. I don't like it either. I, I understand it. Um, they kind of already were throwing people out. Well, yeah, like, like that, a right? la carte, right? They were like. Yeah, so now they, they're just coming out saying like, look, if you yell it, we're going to throw you out. And it's like. It's it's kind of silly because it's really not that bad. It's just another no. player's f- nickname or whatever, Brooksy. Like, it's right? like funny, it, but because of the the whole situation, uh, it just kills Bryson DeChambeau, and uh, and it's it's kind of funny that that it's gotten to this point. And I my here's my bold prediction. Give this me is it. now this is now a golf phrase. You're gonna be playing golf, and you're gonna hear somebody yell to their buddy on the hole next to you, "Brooksy." You're gonna hear. Yeah, it. this will never Bro- let Brooksy let go. Is the new four? Yeah, yeah. Like this will never not be said. Oh, I like, can't wait to yell it at people. <laughs> well, and you're like, it's it's almost like it's so funny. Yeah, like so I feel funny. like golf is golf is right there, right? Like golf is on the verge of just being super cool, right? Like it's got it's got a young base now. It's got some some, some rivalries. It's got a it's got a villain, right? Like as much as anybody wants to say, Bryson DeChambeau spitting out the villain vibes right now. He didn't want it, but that's what's happened. He's it's coming. It's and like happened, and he just he just lost the 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 BMW, right? Yeah, in the six hole playoff, and, and then somebody yelled it, right? Is that what happened? I yeah, didn't, didn't somebody like he just lost, and somebody was like, "Here we go, Brooksy," and then like the Shamba's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> oh, wow. so oh man, tension's got to be high, dude. He's got to be an interesting dude, though. You know, like I'm sure, like people seem like yeah. it seems like yeah, that's wild. He's, he's people enjoy him, so like he's not. But I bet you, like 
you know, you know how it is. Like you have teammates where like you get in a competitive mode and like it's like a, a fuck your feelings type of scenario. And then like once you're done, you're like buddy, buddy, you know, or like, yeah, you like when you're battling, you're battling, you know, yeah, we could totally. be friends after. Seems you know? like this one crossed that line, though. Yeah, this, this one is- came home with them. And I go, honestly, Brooksy. I think it, I think it, I think it just came home with Bryson. I don't, I don't know. Like, I know, I don't know all the details. I'm not as up to speed as maybe some, I'm definitely not involved on a personal level. Uh, but the impression I've got is Brooks Kepka thinks it's funny. Like we do. I think it's hilarious and doesn't take it home and, and knows that Bryson DeChambeau does. And so now he takes it home and it's not even Brooks Kepka yelling and doing anything now. No. It's just everybody else who also thinks it's funny yelling. And and it's just like somebody on the radios today called it like a form of cyberbullying. It's kind of tr- it's kind of true. He kind of but like he started like Bryson DeChambeau kind of started it in a way, right? Like well, yeah, and like he's even said Oh, it doesn't bother me. Well, if it doesn't bother you, people are going to keep doing it. If yeah. you said like, oh. I would love to get some former professional athletes on and allow them to talk about the things that people yelled at them and ask them if they would be mad if they yelled Brooksy at them. <laughs> so it, it often reminds me of of when in, uh, what is it? Happy Gilmore, right? And the and the dude's like yeah, yep. jackass, like every, jackass. like every time he's like hidden in the woods. It's like yep. that'll be the new thing where it's like you just hide in the woods. You're like, Brooksy! like yep. if I if I was around, I would I would yell that. To me, that's it's funny. Like, yeah, I'm with you. I was just thinking we could probably get it set up on a Bluetooth speaker throughout the course to just play like every two minutes. It would yell it a couple of times through a speaker, yeah, like an audio recording. Yeah. yeah, and just that's, hide them around the course. That's a wicked smart idea, Ken. All right, let's make it happen. Yeah, hit us, how, do you, how do you how do you avoid? If you got any ideas on how to make this happen? And if you want to be involved, hit us up at twohomieschat@gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, social media sites that's two homies chatting two homies chatting yeah you pretty much uh nailed that bullseye with that idea ken and uh (laughs) (laughs) just set it up places (laughs) we'll sneak on one night and we'll put a fucking speaker in the bottom of the cup on 18 with a button an activation button like a fart machine remember the old fart machines where you yeah yeah yeah. push the button We'll set that up with a series of Brooksy yells, and we'll just as soon as the ball goes in, he'll hit the button. When he picks up his ball, it comes from the cup. It'll be hilarious. They'll It'll be us. like they'll find out it, who did it. it. I, you know, I think with that approach, you, I don't think you, you can accept find the out that easy. because it's hilarious. Oh yeah, <laughs> what, what are they gonna do? They're gonna be like, you snuck onto this course. Well, I mean, I guess we get hit with trespassing. That's probably that's fine. That's a that's just a fine. That's I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think but so I'd be too. worried about like 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 they, they turning it into some sort of like like uh, blackmail kind of charge or some sort of like 
Oh, like, like cyber maybe they hit us charge. with a, a, a bullion. I'm like, it can't be cyber because I'm doing this shit, shit in real life, you know? That's like, I'm point. giving. That's a good point. It's not cyber. It's not across the webs. I'm, I'm, I'm yelling. I'm telling this dude, Brooksy, directly to his face. I'm not in front of him, but it's happening directly to his face. No, I, I don't know if I would yell it directly to his face. I don't hate Bryson DeChambeau as much Neither as do anybody I. else does. I do kind of think that once all this started, he has not helped his villain situation. Being uh, an apostle of analytics as he is, I expected him to handle this a little smarter, but he's well, kind of I, handled it. I will say this. I did watch a recent interview of, of Bryson DeChambeau, and he likened himself to the minds of Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, which I thought, I'm not trying to discredit, thought, man, those are two very powerful individuals. And I don't know if, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I like a guy who has confidence and anybody who's confidently in the middle of an interview nonchalantly is like, yo, this is what Musk and Bezos have gone through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those guys basically built companies that fly people to space. That's empires. Impressive. Empires. Amazon changes the way that we all do business and also do a lot of other things. Um, and all I'm going to say is Bryson's done very well for himself on the PGA Tour. His career earnings are seven million four hundred and twenty-six dollars and four. Sorry, seven million. $426,415. That's, that's his career earnings there. And, you know, you might pad that with how much. What do you think in sponsorships? Like maybe another million? Probably, I, I'd say probably 10 in his career. I, I bet you that's 10. a bulk. Bulk so of his. We're just going to round up friendly to $18 million career yeah. earnings for Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, I bet you he made a nice chunk of change on the match or something like Over, that. Over under on c- career earnings for Musk and uh, Bezos. Oh, billions. I mean billions. $197.2 billion, Jeff billions. Bezos. Yeah. Yeah, like they're, they're not go- – I mean, I don't even think these two dudes golf. Musk, $190 <laughs> Billion yeah, that that's like imagine like okay, like so you just know, don't just be careful who you like in yourself. Hold on, too, when there's these kinds of facts readily available on the Google Net. <laughs> um, th- and it's kind of like one of these things, right? Like, like okay, like you're sitting here and you're you're comparing these three people, right? Like two people are in a separate category of themselves in the billion dollar range, definitely but like, separate. But let's keep in mind that like twenty million dollars is still a lot of money. One million—he's done very well. He's done one million dollars is a lot of money. Before, I don't hate him. I I like his approach to golf and the way he approaches every piece of the swing and all those things. I like it, but dude, no, and it's no man. (laughs) Come on, man. Is that true? Did he do that? Did he say that? Yeah, he. I really I watched the there? interview. Likened right. himself. Like right. like like I was like, did this like dude... in an intellectual way? I think, yeah, I think he thinks that 
I think he thinks the way he thinks about golf is the same way that these dudes have scaled the brand from zero to nothing. Yeah, right? Like I yeah. I feel like he thinks that he is maybe maybe he's looking at it from the view of like he is equally as innovative in his craft as these guys were in theirs. And he's one of the more innovative. I will give him that. Yeah, like the problem is is that. like you can't, always- he can't, he can't scale anything that he does to a billion dollars, right? Like the the richest, most powerful golfer that's ever existed hasn't even hit a billion dollars. I don't think. I don't, if Tiger Woods is a billionaire, then great. But that dude could make money by breathing, right? Like, like Steph Curry makes thirteen thousand dollars per NBA minute. Like that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Thirteen thousand dollars for one. NBA minute, Kenny. Tiger Woods' net worth is eight hundred million dollars. So, so if Tiger, that's pretty close to a billion. <laughs> that's really close. <laughs> that's really close. Tres Comos, bro. Tres Comos. Oh no, he's coming back too. He's coming. He's only getting powerful, more powerful. Oh, wow. The the this accident last month. Wow. Oh wow! Sorry, I just found it. I just found a top ten list athletes. Um, top ten. Spit it out. Let's pivot athletes. a little bit. Here we go. Uh, let's see, this doesn't appear to be in order, but I don't. I, I don't know if I can. This is from sportsnot.com. I don't know. I have not fact checked or verified this. But it's got Tiger Woods at eight eight hundred thousand, Cristiano Ronaldo, yep five hundred thousand, LeBron James five hundred million is that what? Sorry, yeah eight hundred million five uh, five hundred million, uh, Federer four hundred and fifty million, LeBron James five hundred million, Messi Neymar, uh, Messi's got four hundred million, Neymar's got two hundred million, and now we get Steph Curry one hundred and thirty million. It's a lot of money. Not too bad from a kid from Davidson, huh? Not too bad. Kevin Durant, $170 million. They got Phil Mickelson here listed, $400 million. Um, That's pretty crazy. Oh, this, this list is sorted by – this is why it's out of order. This list is sorted by estimated time to reach $1 billion. Oh. Tiger Woods oh, will okay. get there in three years – Three months, and they say oh. that um, LeBron will get there in five years, and Phil Mickelson might get there in fourteen years. LeBron's done good for himself. Yeah, marketed yeah. himself. Never really gotten in trouble. So no. he's he's you know, as much as I dislike the uh, conversation of like who's the greatest basketball player of all time. Is it this person? Is it this person? Like at least the dudes like I would say done, this done good I, things. Yeah, you know? I would bring that in. I would bring that into this argument and I would say, what is a basketball player to us? And you know what it is in our culture now? It's different than it was in the nineties. It's like evolved. It's evolved. You are a leader, a cultural leader for billions of people, especially in the NBA. Like you do whatever you say, people are gonna also start saying. 
whatever you yes. wear, people are also They're going to worry. Mm-hmm. Whatever you respect and give respect to, people are also going to respect and give. So it's it's evolved into that kind of a role. And they make a lot more than they did in the nineties too. So I think you But they bear they bear for, a lot more. They bear a lot more too. I I do agree there. They do they do carry more weight because so of bringing in the stuff that the digital James age. has done um from a philanthropical point of view. It's good word. Including too, but not limited to the school that he owns and gives kids tuition to for free to so support like Akron, education. Right. Yeah. Hometown. Yeah. Like giving back, right? So, having considering all of that, I think LeBron James, he's done well. Probably the greatest. Probably yeah. the greatest. He took uh, the blueprint, but I feel and, I get what you're saying and blew it, blew it up. Um, he took the blueprint and blew it. <laughs> blueprint, B L E W print. Blue I'm with print. I'm with you though. Like I I agree, right? I think I think the the athletes are. I think athletes have a much larger platform now, right? Overall, and every athlete that makes ridiculous amounts of money seems to have a charitable organization, or you know, bringing some type of heightened awareness. It's part to of being the athlete. a cause, yeah. Like give back, help, you know, get your tax write off. But at the end of the day, it's also still to help. Um, but like. Yeah, I think to your point, I I'm still don't know if we're greatest, but I do think that, I mean, you can't complain about a dude that's just like never been in trouble, like always has done kind of the right thing, came in at 18, said the right dominated. Thing. Yeah, like sometimes it doesn't. There was the little moment, the go, I'm going to Miami, taking my talents to South Beach thing yeah, that he didn't well, handle so well early in his career. Yeah. There was a little I'm, bit of the shock when you realized I can't do this on my own. And there was that realization there. So he wasn't always the, as good of a teammate, I think. I think he, he was now. impatient. I think he's probably a really – yeah, yeah, totally. That's a great way yeah. of putting it. But he uh, – I think that's his – I think that's his – He's been really um, good for a lot longer than any other player has been since like maybe – Bill Russell or like the early guys, they were good yeah, for like decades. Will and, yeah. Walt, right? LeBron's been good them. for decades, and nobody else since those dudes have been good for decades, right? Like not even Michael. He played for a decade and was dominant for six years, right? Michael? Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. No, he was still dominant throughout the entire 80s. All right. I'll give you that. There was a I'm couple just, of years where they before they broke through, right? Michael's Wizards years were the bad ones. Bad ones there. Bad ones. The wizard. The, the wiz- It's all on the back end for Michael. Bad, That's bad, his asterisk. Back end bad. Back end bad. But the first end not great either. Like he didn't win right away, like LeBron. No, but LeBron. Yeah, I mean LeBron didn't have a winning season his rookie year, but the didn't second he go to the year. Finals? No. Not his rookie year, no. It took LeBron a few years to get to the finals. I don't I even need right. to. I think. Oh, right. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Yeah, like I think I think that's where his um 
asterisk is, is his, I think it's all, uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's just, I guess it's not even about that. I mean, if you got to, if I were in the NBA and I knew I could make You're right. $50 million in a year, I would go city to city and just explore living in all these cities and playing for all these teams and making millions of dollars and just, this sounds like pretty wicked good idea to me, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? Oh, oh, what's his name? Played for the Suns last year. He's got the long pony braid ponytail. He was on the Celtics too. Can't. He was on the Olympic. No, he was like um, uh, lost both finals this year. Hold on. I know, I know people that are listening to this podcast is like, oh, it's so and so. It's so and so. Jay Crowder. Like Jay Crowder. Yeah, he time in Utah. Yeah. He's like balling. Jay Crowder has literally played on like eight different teams. You know? Like, let's see. He's played for the Mavericks. The Celtics, the Cavs, the Jazz, the Grizzlies, the Heat, and the Suns. That's that's seven different cities this dude's making millions of dollars in. Seven. That's a pretty good deal, dude. That Sounds is a pretty good deal. Yeah. I'm all about that. Sounds like the life to me. It took Jordan and LeBron both two seasons to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to know before they were playoff players, and that's the same. And we and I know those are like LeBron's uh, career yet. So those are the two, right? Like those are who we call. Like when people have like who are the greatest? Because it's like I look at it's like nobody's won eleven NBA championships, right? Bill Russell, nobody. He gets left out a lot, and he's probably the greatest. And then there's probably Wilt, Chamberlain. Wilt, yeah. And then it might be Jordan and LeBron, right? By the way, have you ever had these, bro? Is that a White Claw, the Surge, Blackberry? Bro, these, that looks delicious. This is like 8%. Yeah, dude. 8% awesome. This claw should be against the wall. All right? That's nice. You should go into the slogan business. You've had a couple of key slogans tonight. You know, I just try to hit the dartboard on the bullseye sometimes. You know, the idea dartboard, Ken. And uh, I know this is something that you're super excited to chat about. But speaking of dartboards. I'll tell you, if I could go back and change, go into any sport where I could make money for doing it, I might consider professional darts. And this is the craze right now in our house. My wife loves it. I love it. We come out here into the garage right behind me and throw on my Viper Pro Shot dartboard that I've mounted here in the garage behind me. And we get it done. And I didn't know that professional darts was real and was really a thing. I sent you a link. Did you watch some of this? I did. Bro, bro, this is recent. 2019, 2020 championships. Get on YouTube, Google Pro Darts, and it comes right up. A lot this of is people. real. They pack that place. 
10,000 plus. There's no way they see the board. There's no way, but they all have signs with the 180, which is like a perfect throw, all triple 20s, right? And and I, I wanted to know how they throw them. And I, here I go stepping into the rabbit hole of professional darts. My goodness, this is cool. Uh, there's like a, a Russian guy who's nicknamed the Iceman. Uh, let's see. Ger- Gerwin Price is his name, I believe. Falkimma. He walks out on the stage. They, and he walks out to the ice, ice baby. I am vanilla. And he's good. They throw darts, dude. They throw darts. Did you know that they play sets? I did not. They play the game of uh, cricket, which is a points-based game where you also have to hit certain numbers. That, that's interesting. I now the only thing the I know about darts scored is by subtracting throwing. your score. You subtract your score when you play. Like I do know that the traditional game of darts. You start at five hundred one or three hundred one and subtract your score, and you can't go over zero or under zero. So you see a lot of these pro darts players whose score is three, and they're just trying to hit the three, but they never practice hitting the three, and it takes them a couple of lap, a couple of because they don't work throws. on it. Yeah, no, they can pretty much hit wherever they want every time. It's impressive. Yeah, it's really impressive to watch. And the ladies, so there's men's and women's professional darts. professional darts. It is insane, and it's just as crowded. And everybody is belligerently drunk. It looks like it's probably at a casino, and, and everybody's just hammered watching these professional dart guys throw it. Uh, there's a dude, Peter Wright, with the Mohawk. He's the reigning champ from 2019. And Where he's is he got from? like a dragon tattooed on the side of his head. And he, he looks like he. You got to look badass as shit to be a pro darts player. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, you got to have a vibe about you. You know, like you're not just yeah. casualing in with some, some goggles it's, on. It's you know. not a young man's game. There's not a lot of young folk. It's reps, bro. High reps. High reps. It's impressive to watch, too. They throw them. They throw them fast. They go through it fast. There's a jet. There's like a referee judge that stands close to the board and yells out the score. It's wild. We're into it. If 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 there's any chance anybody's seeing us right now, the dartboard's right here. We throw them. It's a great time. I was just trying to pimp out the garage a little bit because sometimes we escape out here. When we need to take a break. I feel that. From parenthood, mostly. Maybe I'll go buy a dartboard and we'll darts. We'll, we'll, we'll zoom darts. We you can know, zoom like, dart. You can yeah, do like, that. I play you in a round of darts via Zoom. Yeah, dude. Two homies playing darts, man. That's our spin YouTube off. channel. It'll be our spinoff YouTube channel. And we'll have check us out live. We'll do two homies playing similar, similar dope conversations like you're hearing right now on episode 32 of Two Homies, the Jim Brown episode. By the way, we're tuning in. Thank you. We're not talking about Jim Brown at all. He just wore number 32, so it's a strong call out. Probably the best. He's probably the best 32. I don't. I couldn't think of a better one. Do you think if like fantasy football existed back then, people's minds would explode? Like, yeah, they would. And and a player like Jim Brown, yak. We should actually run his stats and, and turn him into points sometime. We'll do that. Draft That'd be special. fun. 
draft special, dude. Draft, draft is coming up. But real quick, you know, just kind of backtrack before we back go down that. Bring back. I slipped. I slipped. It's my bad. Speaking slipped. of darts, right? Darts. Don't you find it unique, right? Like how many other sports are so popular outside of this country? Like we, we kind of don't explore other sports. Like cricket is one of the most popular sports in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Lacrosse is making a surge, but elsewhere I don't even know the huge. rules. Yeah, I don't either. I think you run back and forth as many times as possible. I don't really fucking know. You got to know what a crumpet is to play cricket. Yeah, like when TNT when is the right? last time? Check it. Yeah. <laughs> what other is sports? A, I mean, is that a Jose Canseco bat? Tell me you didn't pay money for this. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, that's why you're. That's why you're my guy, dude. That's why you're my dude, guy, friend, pal, bro. They love others. I mean, obviously, the whole soccer, football thing elsewhere. But, like, we come from a volleyball world in which it's very popular in other countries to a professional sports level where these these volleyball players are making six-plus figures for a year, for a season. Making big dollars. To spike around a little – do the bump in the sets and stuff, you know, and Man. darts and darts, darts, darts. I looked it up and I'm going to pull it up again here just because I want to make sure I, tr- I, I relay this information correctly. Are you about to tell us what the, I'm going to tell you how the much they win. Dolphin. Just oh, I want to tell me for winning. Here's what you win for a professional darts championship. Ooh, winner of the professional darts championship the pdc what is it 659,100 US dollars that's a lot of money for throwing darts like you know what i would do for that much money you know when like you get in those conversations and people are like Oh, would you do A, B, and C for a million dollars? But if you didn't and somebody was like, how did you make your million dollars? You have to tell them what you did. It doesn't matter what the lineup is. I'm doing it. And when people are like, oh, a million dollars isn't a lot of money. They've never seen a million dollars before. They've never had a million dollars before. I'm just saying. Six hundred dollars. If you just get to the quarterfinals, you don't even have to be the best. You got to be like top so much four money. dart player. You're going to walk away with $90,000. These and, dudes and, have just been they, getting drunk. And then they playing get darts. drunk and they throw darts and they put brands on their polo shirts. They look like NASCAR cars and they throw darts and it is genius. And I want in. I'm training. I started training last week. You're behind. I mean, <laughs> I got to get a nickname. I got to get a dart throwing nickname and persona. And I got to just go. I got to find the local comps. I got to climb my way up the ladder from the bottom. But Too dark I'm telling can. you. Ooh, but it, you got to throw three darts. Three darts can? No. Uh, I don't, we'll work on I like two dark can. That's, that's, that's along the lines of the brand. Um, yeah. TDK? I'm not sold on it, though. We're going to have to take that to our we'll take it to the departments lab. to the to we'll the chop it up the department of nicknames and see what yeah. we get 
um i think that's where like do you think it's it's what is it about the united states and not like like for uh like here's the thing for a country that i can get on espn and watch pro cornhole yeah and these dudes are like throwing beanbags in the boxes you would be surprised i'm surprised that we don't have a pro darts or something like that right like i would assume that they're all going overseas for that right like yeah, but then and then it you see look U.S. based, and I don't, I don't, I think there was a USA person in the semis I watched once. Oh, so we got a baller. Yeah, like we can throw darts too. Yeah, we know how to drink. There was a Japanese woman in the finals in twenty twenty, and she walked hmm. out to gra- to Baby Shark. She was Grandma Shark, and she's throwing darts, dude. She was lasers. <laughs> She's a grandma shark shark da 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 Bro, I'm all about it. Exactly. I'm in, I think dude. that we need to vet more of those things into our culture. I agree. I mean, it's like $615,000, bro, to win a dart tournament. Like here said, we are sitting here week. watching pro bowling. I got my golf game. I can't I can't pivot from training for golf. You want to be my caddy? You want to ride this way? A lot of the same keys, man. A lot of the same keys. A oh. repeatable motion that's that's uh, as simple, and with as less a little movement as possible, with an eye on a target. I mean, I'm just saying. Can't play golf all the time. I'm working on my game too. About a gopher club head. A gopher club head? Yeah, it's a gopher. I lost my my hybrid club head and I needed a new one and I saw this gopher and that made me think of Bill Murray and Caddyshack (laughs) (laughs) and so I bought it (laughs) now I'm one of those yeah it's gopher it's a gopher 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 listen listen now before we sunset there's one thing that I've been dying to ask you that we haven't even talked about in like pre-production yet that I sent you a link that I don't think you looked at. How much money would you pay for a skateboard Hmm. that's been infused with the blood of Tony Hawk? Okay. First, you did send this over. Good. Second, I did look at this. Good. Very good. Very good. Third, I did see a like little Nas X who did the blood infused Nikes. Um, it's true. Uh, I saw him do a promo of the board as well. Now, with that said, <laughs> I would not be paying $500 for that skateboard. Okay. okay. That's the now, price tag. No build up. That's the price tag. $500. 500. Okay. Now, in my defense, and you know me, I'm a blank deck skater. Okay. They always have the best concave. You're not going to skate, skate this board, dude. <laughs> I'm not even buying it to hang it up. All right. I, 
I have. You're gonna skate it? <laughs> you're gonna skate it? <laughs> yeah. What else is you're it? You're gonna for? go try to do a 900. <laughs> what else are we using it for, bro? I'm loading up the trucks and we're getting going. You hang it on the wall right behind you, next to all those Widmer brothers beers. And then we say, "This is my blood-infused Tony Hawk skateboard here." <laughs> I touch it before I leave my house every day. I think that this is cool, right? I think everybody, this this right add, here, we should add. It's for charity. All of it. Goes that's to great. Charity. Yes, capitalism is, is a beautiful thing. It's it, Tony Hawk's not hurting for money. No, it's not a, a not a money grab. It's it's all for charity. I'm trying to find the name of the charity. Um, hundred boards available for five hundred dollars a piece with a portion of the profits because you got to cover costs of taking Tony Hawk's blood. That's probably not <laughs> a cheap part of this whole thing, and then infusing it with wood into a skateboard deck is probably not easy. So I don't think it's. Money. I think it's in the paint. I bet. Not the, po- in it, the wood, uh, right? It, it goes towards the anti-plastic nonprofit five uh, gyres, gyres, and hawks the skateboard project. So you're you're donating to. You're working with two charitable causes. donations. Yeah. Yes, I don't know what. Five, yeah, is it gyres? G R Y E S. I don't know, but the uh, G Y R E S. The um, the article calls out that the blood's in the paint. Cool. You definitely just, want to skate it then. Yeah. Do, do, rip a board board slide and you got Tony Hawk's blood on the rail. Like that rail's hashtag blessed, bro. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> and just just so our listeners know, as we've had how much net worth do people make today on this episode you got of episode Hawks? 32? Tony Hawk has made $140 million. Uh, that's his net worth as a uh, skateboarding. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's like throwing darts. You know? It's pretty good. Not too bad, Tony. Not too bad. That's two Tonys on this episode. Tony Finau and Tony Hawk. Oh, That's two like homies a... named Tony. Two homies on named this Tony. episode of Tony's Homies Chatting. Two, two Tony's, Tony's Chatting. chatting. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what up, Tony? What up, Tony? <laughs> oh, Kenny. You know, I brought this up see you before you know as like you said as we sunset off (laughs) into the evening by the way these eight percenters man i've had like three of them today and then i threw in the huck it because i had to say fuck it shout out big sky broom kale montana uh but i witnessed something i came across something i think that the world is currently watch it watching it unfold mm-hmm. let me ask you something kenny how does a illegitimate high school that doesn't exist that has 
No real high school. Get televised on national TV on ESPN. Nobody can answer this question. It's all anybody's been talking about. There's been a lot of great interviews and takes on this. Nobody knows. Holy fuck. How did they do this? What happened? Tell us. So if you're listening to this and this is us breaking the news to you, um, then turn on your damn radio because this is all anybody's talking about. What's the name of the, the program? Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore. And on the Dan Patrick show today, they 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 confirmed that there's no Bishop Sycamore There's involved. no Bishop Sycamore. And there's no actual brick and mortar school anywhere. There's no academy. Great most term. Most of these kids were grown ass men. They're grown men playing football between twenty and thirty high school. And against, I just want to get an right IMG because I was getting a little upset, and then I heard that they got their butts whooped. Fifty-eight to nothing. Didn't feel bad as bad anymore yeah. about the whole situation. So I think to your point. One shows you how well coached people can just be out, you know, like armchair quarterbacks. And somebody's like, Oh, I can go out there and beat these kids myself, man. Oh, Bishop Sycamore just showed that you can't do that. Um, no, two, I mean, the premise, the premise behind what they're doing is okay, giving somebody a place to maybe go and try to like better themselves so they can better themselves, play college right? Football. So, I yeah, to take number two, no. I agree. I'm with you. But not this way. Number two. Go ahead. Number two. Who is ESPN firing to even allow this to become possible? Who vetted this thing? Nobody. Who even? Obviously nobody did any research. Uh, nobody. Nobody. And can this goes down something that I have had a long, tenuous fractured relationship with this organization that they call ESPN. Okay. Ever since they threw that little bullshit deflate gate story, right? And then they didn't look at natural gas law. LeGarrette Blunt running up that ass all day, feeding the blunt. LeGarrette, we be smoking blunts. All right. Ever since that story, I have not trusted the ESPNs. You're not alone. You're not alone. Nothing. There. Nothing that they say has validity. Period. Now, we are a very low-budget podcast. We appreciate all our dozens of listeners. <laughs> we don't have the voice of national audiences. But... It just goes on to prove that they don't vet anything, bro. This, how do you let, this isn't even a real high school. And they, uh, the articles I've all seen are like a fake high school, Bishop Sycamore tricks ESPN. Like, no, that's not how any of this works. No, no group of people can just fully trick a billion-dollar corporation like that. This is literally people not doing basic jobs that they are paid to do. And I'm interested to see what the full outcome will be. Oh, they're gone. They closed their website yesterday, the 31st. They fired head coach Roy Johnson. 
And apparently they have an athletic director named Andre Peterson, who's firing back at claims that he's running a scam, saying he's not gaining anything financially from it. <sighs> there was an active GoFundMe page trying to get 20K <laughs> for it. Um, the total it received was $140. Wow. They closed their website down and they are now backing out of schedules. Uh, other schools are now backing out of their scheduled games. They are done. They are done. This is not going to happen. This is done. Good run. Good shot. That was a good, good Enjoy a couple of weeks of news and I'm You're getting sorry some 15 for the minutes that of fame. fired who was supposed to background check schools. In that person's defense, Bishop's, I was Bishop Sycamore sounds real. Okay, you ready for and this? I don't um, Google, you know, the addresses of schools when I hear the names and see them playing on 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 a TV somewhere, right? Like, I assume they're real. But like Bishop, okay, Bishop, just saying. I, it's just, I mean, I get it. Bishop Sycamore rolls off the tongue. All right, flows <laughs> smooth. Okay, mm -hmm. Ainge High School. There's another good one. Throw that out there. I hope they play. Uh, Ainge has AHS. Woo! I'm just saying, like it just if it rolls off the tongue, you would at least figure out if you're broadcasting a school that actually exists. You know, you would. But I also, so. I also will say to your point, they did somehow. I don't know. This this is where I'm interested in it. Was it like did? Because IMG Academy is who they played, and they're they're a powerhouse in every aspect of sport, mm -hmm. right? A real academy where kids go to school, legit. Um, so so you have them. Like, did they schedule the game? Was ESPN like, hey, we want to broadcast you, and then here's a school that we found that says they're equally as good, and they'll play you. Like, I want to know those details. I don't know if those exist, um, but, you know, similar to the person's career who this thing up, you know, we'll just sunset off into the evening, Ken, and we won't we'll find out our answers when everybody else does. Yeah, it's 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 a wild journey and we'll learn more about how it all happened. But my guess is paperwork just got shuffled, man. Somebody knew the channels in which Paperwork. games got scheduled with other schools and then knew the channels in which those games got televised on ESPN. And if you know the channels and you know the forms, you can get a lot of things pushed through. Yeah, I think you're right. If you know, if you're willing to roll up the sleeves and do the dirty work, you'll catch people off guard. And it appears that this work was very dirty. Oh, that person got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever who's like, hey, who approved the email? Uh, which which person approved the email that said that we're broadcasting this game? And then they're going to be like, oh, yeah. You're fired. Uh, you're fired. You're fired. Get out of here. And they're going to be like, who Get didn't you fired. double check their work? You're fired, fired too. You fired. There's at least five five people getting fired. Here. Listen, Ron, you got to go. You're fired. Yeah, I mean, 
corporate America is a hell of a drug. So, you know, support small business. <laughs> support local, drink local, eat local, buy local, listen local. Two homies chatting. Yeah, we want to just give a shout out to all of our partners, Widmer Bros. Even though we didn't drink you tonight, you're still with us in spirit. Remember that, okay? We just had to shout out to the Fruita and the Hucket. Then Zencaster for always giving us a clean stream. Our homies at Zoom. So we can see each other. What's up, Ken? And um, Podbean. That uh, broadcast our episodes. All 31 previous episodes that you can listen to on Spotify or Apple or Amazon or Pandora or wherever you, you know, jam your podcast. You lovely little podheads. You just got to open the Google app, hit the microphone button and say, two homies chatting. And then you get to listen to us yeah we're on google's we're on google's if you google to him with chat you can find us you know like share follow send it to a homie i dare you to take this episode and share it with two homies by the way speaking of homies fantasy football league happening draft is coming soon hello four days now? 20 hours Oh, I'm so ready to retain the title. Now, question real quick. Ken, let me ask you something. Typically, in past leagues, I have always done the order randomizes an hour before the draft. Should we quickly find a way to do a draft order? Uh, while, I, while I'd like to know the order, I don't know if you need to change it. Okay. Well, fans, thanks everybody for listening to this episode. Too. <laughs> Don't go changing. It's, it's too late. Next year, I, let's do that. So we Let's do our longest advance. Lo- uh, closest to the pen next year. Word. Same hole, closest to the pen. You got it. Everybody, everybody in the league's got to do it. Okay? You, hear the, you heard it here now. You heard it here first. On the on the tubes, on the whatever is you're streaming us through, okay. Closest to the pin, same hole. Two homies chanting annual charity golf tournament to help homies everywhere. Your accent matches your hat. Go pets. Macachuchets. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Oh, I'm so excited. New Just game time deal. Bill. Mac and cheese. Ooh. Ooh. Just tells me Bill's Bill's looking at that. Bill's looking at the division logically and going, I just spent $135 million on this defense over here. I'm gonna run my strong defense. Right. And I'm going to have this guy nickel and dime my way down the field. Check out James White on your fantasy rosters. Okay. Check out Damian Harris on your fantasy rosters. Okay. If you're looking for a strong flex, RB3. Boom. Those are your options. Yeah.
Matt Damon. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs>